1: back Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at BuffaloRumlings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumlings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumlings podcast network that you are listening to right now. As always, you can get your Bills questions into us, and we would love to have your Buffalo Bills questions by sending us an email, Rumlings at spnation.com. You can leave us a voicemail or text message at 716 508 zero four zero five you can tweet us at rumlings q and a that works with spelling and out in the middle you can also send us facebook or instagram messages to the official buffalo Rumlings accounts and they will make their way to me via our social media channels so there are a lot of ways get in touch with our show now that the buffalo bills are back training camp has begun at one bills drive in western new york and for the first time we have questions uh, related to training camp we've got stadium questions of course because uh, the negotiations are underway to build the bills a brand new stadium somewhere who knows where that's going to be and uh, make sure you take all of those reports with a grain of salt because anybody who leaks information to the press at this point in time has an agenda, either for or against the stadium or for or against one side of the negotiations. So keep that in mind, but we got a question about that today. Uh, so we'll get to that. Um, I wanted to uh, briefly make sure you subscribe to our uh, podcast channel. If you don't already do so, please, uh, you know, head out and go do that. Uh, we've got a lot of great podcast content coming up now that the season is, you know, roaring back. And we've got, you know, seven or eight shows a week. We've got a brand new show premiering uh, later this week uh, with uh, Nate Geary from WGR 550, uh, teaming up with Bruce Nolan, uh, who you've heard in our podcast feeds for for a really long time. And we're very excited about that. Also, head over to our YouTube channel uh, to uh, subscribe over there. We just passed a 1,000 YouTube subscribers. And again, we've got a lot of great content coming over there with the uh, season approaching. So make sure you go and click subscribe over there as well. Our, all of our training camp content is over at the top of buffalo-rumblings.com. Uh, it's pinned right to the top of the page there. And you can go and see all of our training camp uh, content who's winning position battles and you know the news about injuries and, and really everything else that we're allowed to report from Buffalo Bills training camp. Uh, without any further ado, let's get into your questions this week. Over on Twitter, the River Fish asks us, "What is Plan B if Star does not come back to form? Star being Star Latulale, and we haven't seen yet." You know, what kind of uh, football shape he's in, what kind of football form he's in to the River Fishes question. We've been in only um, helmets so far in training camp. We haven't really seen that kind of physical contact that you need out of your you know, one tech defensive tackle. So we really don't know if he's going to come back to form. He's looked really good in the pictures and videos we've seen so far. He, he's he been moving well. It doesn't look like you know he's been hurt By the year off but obviously we don't know you know he's at an age and um you know took a year off where we're just not sure what he's going to look like when everything is for real Um, i think the bills have a couple different options here first of all they could sign you know a street free agent which is what they did last off season when star opted out they could sign a couple of those one tech defensive tackles uh, to take over especially after roster cuts come in later this month you know they could find someone on the waiver wire uh, to plug and go, but they're not going to get rid of Star. Star is um, locked into them contractually; uh, his salary is fully guaranteed for this year. It just doesn't make sense for them to move on from Star Latule. So if they need some help, they could always look outside the organization at roster cut time. As far as people on the roster, they could just look at Harrison Phillips, who um, played a lot of that role last year, um, and not. Did not do a great job of it it's um i think a, an underrated problem with the bills or an underrated um, need that the team had this offseason was a one tech defensive tackle i thought they would add one they didn't um that's okay they added you know multiple defensive linemen so they kind of got addressed the same problem and i'll get to that in a second but harrison phillips has uh, shown up uh looking really large physically he looks like he's in great shape Um, Maybe this is the year that it really clicks for him, and it needs to be. It's the last year of his rookie deal. Um, I've got Harrison Phillips on the outside looking in of the 53-man roster, the final 53-man roster projection uh, that I made. Um, So I'm not necessarily banking on Phillips being the guy that's going to step in if Starr doesn't come back to form, Uh, but it's certainly a possibility. Um, I haven't heard anything from any of the folks that are at training camp every single day Saying that Harrison Phillips has you know, taken you know the next step in his uh, progression, um, but again we haven't seen anybody with pads on yet, so there's always that caveat right now. The other thing that the Bills have done on their defensive line is built a ton of versatility. They play so much nickel defense. Uh, they play so much. Um, our, our opponents are playing so much three wides and you know not really running the ball down your throat type of football that maybe the one-tech defensive tackle isn't as important anymore. And so the Bills have brought in a bunch of guys with positional versatility. They have defensive ends that can uh, kick inside and play uh, more of a penetrating uh, defensive tackle position. So maybe they don't need as much of that. Maybe it's okay to have, um, say, three defensive ends on your defensive line along with Ed Oliver as your quote-unquote one-tech defensive tackle at that time. So, maybe that's the approach that they can take, um, which is what they did a good chunk of the time last year as well. But if Star doesn't return to form, he's still going to be on the roster. So, it's kind of more about a usage question than it is about a, like, you know, cutting him and replacing him question. Uh, so, thank you, Riverfish, for asking that over on Twitter. Again, you all can ask us questions on Twitter at Rumblings Q and A with the word "and" spelled out in the middle. Ron from New Mexico has asks us: um, Bean has been quiet this year. That's Bill's general manager, Brandon Bean. A little too quiet, says Ron. Uh, what trade is he going to pull off during camp? I don't think he's going to pull off any trades to bring pieces to the Bills during camp. The two places on the roster where I see that they need the most help are at tight end and cornerback. So obviously if you're talking about a tight end need you're talking about Zach Ertz and a trade for him and I don't think the Bills are willing to take on the salary of Zach Ertz. Um, If the Eagles release him I can see the Bills pursuing him as a free agent but not as a trade possibility even with the injury to Jacob Hollister but it's considered to be minor. And Hollister will be back before the regular season. So I don't see them pursuing a Zach Ertz trade just because of how high his salary number is. At cornerback, I think the Bills are you know, pretty happy with the cornerbacks that they have. Uh, we'll talk about this in a subsequent question, so I'm not going to get too into it. But the the Bills just don't have a ton of cap space to do that. Um, I don't know what position group they would look at and be like, yes, we need a player at this position to get us over the top. They're pretty stacked at the wide receiver position. Uh, they've really liked Matt Breida so far at the running back position and what he's been able to bring to the team. You know, they seem pretty deep on the offensive line. Um, you know, I just don't see where they could be adding a piece to the offense outside of the tight end position. On the defensive side of the ball, you know, they. They invested heavily in the pass rush over the last two off seasons. Uh, they have, you know, pretty good depth at the defensive tackle position. Um, if maybe they could want to trade for, you know, a, a better one-tech defensive tackle than Harrison Phillips, but that wouldn't necessarily be a major trade. Um, at linebacker, they're set there. At you know safety, they're certainly set there. So that cornerback two spot is just like the one place that I could see, and they really don't have a ton of depth. At that cornerback position as well. So maybe that's a position they could trade for, but I don't think it'll be for a a top-tier cornerback. It would be for you know a mid-level guy for a a relatively minuscule draft pick. So I don't see them pulling off a trade um, to add a piece. During this training camp, I think it's more likely that as August wears on, the Bills start sending players elsewhere for draft capital. Whether that's a guy on the offensive line, or it's um, maybe even a defensive lineman uh, that they could send somewhere else uh, to get a, you know, a a draft pick in return. I think th- those are what you might be able to see uh, moving forward. So. Thanks for your question, Ron, over on Twitter at Q and a We're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We've got two great questions coming up.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience.
1: Welcome back, Bills fans! Thanks for sticking around. Kevin on Twitter asks, "Do you think the Bills will pursue a trade for Xavier Howard? How well would he mesh with the team?" Uh, no, Kevin. I don't think he. The Bills will pursue a trade for Xavier uh, Howard. The Bills, over and over and over again, have proven that they do not value a second cornerback um, like the fans do, like a lot of other people might. Um, and, you know, even though if, if, it's, it's irrelevant if he would be the top cornerback or the second cornerback, Tredavious White um, obviously is a former All-Pro cornerback, so keeping him in that one spot would probably be ideal. But the Bills have proven that they're not going to spend money and assets on a second cornerback. I really wanted them to take a second-round cornerback. In 2021, they didn't. Um, I really wanted them to add somebody at that position. They didn't. Um, instead, they went with, what, seventh-round pick Dane Jackson as the main competition for former undrafted free agent Levi Wallace. Like, they're just content at that position. They have Jordan Poirier. They have Micah Hyde. They have Tradavius White. They have Matt Milano. They have Tremaine Edmonds. So they've got a lot of good coverage guys in that back seven, so they're okay with you know just getting by at that second cornerback position so i don't think that the the drive is there from the bills to upgrade that second cornerback spot especially with the draft pick compensation that it would take to pry uh, Xavier howard from the miami dolphins and the dolphins wouldn't want to trade him within the division anyway and so the bills would have to wicked overpay in draft compensation uh to get howard and so the money isn't there for the salary cap hit. The draft pick compensation isn't there for the, the draft pick. It just doesn't make um, financial or business sense for them to do that. Uh, so for that reason, no, I do not think that they are interested in trading for Xavier uh, Howard. Uh, they're going to roll with Tradavius White and some combination of Levi Wallace and Dane Jackson this year. And um, maybe a year from now, uh, they'll add some sort of you know, mid-round cornerback. Um, Levi Wallace will be a free agent at the end of the year again. Uh, So, I mean, maybe it's a year-to-year thing with Levi Wallace and and going from there. So uh, thanks for your question, Kevin. Um, It's an intriguing concept. Pat over on Gmail says, Can Buffalo just build a stadium with taxpayer money and allow the team to use it? They could recoup the taxpayer money through concerts, other tenants, and food and beverage revenue. At the very least it could be a counter offer which could spark useful pressure and public discourse has anything like this ever been done well first of all uh, buffalo isn't building the stadium it's actually the erie county and new york state uh the county owns the current stadium the county owns key bank center where the sabers play the county owns those facilities and then they lease it to the team to control so take a look at KeyBank center just because it's the best way to, to have this conversation right now. They, the County leases it to Pagoula sports and entertainment. So all of the concerts that come through there, all the events that come through there, all that's run through Pagula sports and entertainment. And so they run the facility to because they lease it. So it already really is built with ta- a stadium built with taxpayer money and allowing the team to use it. But when you sign a lease say you lease a house or you lease a car that gives you exclusive rights to that property during that time you know it's not like the car dealership can call you up and say hey we're going to you know use your car for the next week because we want to make some money off of this lease or um you know if you if you rent a house it's not like your landlord is going to come in and be like hey i'm going to rent this room for the next week during you know this big event in your city because I can make more money off of that. That's not what happens. You rent it or when you lease it, you lease it exclusively, and that's kind of the same way it works with you know these stadium leases. So when the Bills lease the stadium, they are spending money, and hopefully the um, the county and the state are getting enough revenue in return off of those lease payments or the economic benefit generated by. The stadium, which, you know, we can have lots of different conversations on, and there's plenty of evidence that there's not a great return on investment for states and local governments on these leases. But, you know, the, the, the bills are leasing it from Erie County, and then they're in control of what happens at that facility. Um until the end of the lease. And, and so um, the Bills lease is up in 2023. This next lease will probably go longer than that, especially if they build a new stadium. Uh, so it's not really like that. Um, what they could do, especially if they were going to put it in the city of Buffalo, is you know the county could put in other investment dollars around the stadium uh, to build up whatever area around the stadium to support other events happening there near there or in there. Um, I don't think that that's a, a huge possibility in Orchard Park. Uh, they don't really need to build up Orchard Park, the surrounding parts of Orchard Park, as some sort of you know walkable economic driver for the county. I think if you're going to keep it in Orchard Park, you're saying the bills are the most important thing and the atmosphere, quote unquote, the tailgating, the you know, the infrastructure is already in place for getting to and from the games like that. You're prioritizing all of that over some you know, economic development that might happen around the stadium. Now, they could build a campus like the, the New England Patriots did. The Patriots put in a whole bunch of stuff around Gillette Stadium. And of course, Gillette Stadium is in Foxborough, Massachusetts, not Boston. It's not in a major metropolitan area. And so they were able to build up around it, but still that's all in support of the Patriots and what's happening at that facility. Uh, So if the County wanted to do that, that would be fine. I just don't see the, the benefit to, you know, developing this massive footprint around a new Bills stadium. Um, I just don't think that the bills need it. I don't think the County needs it. I don't think Orchard park needs it. And so it, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, so yes, yeah, the, the the bills get exclusive use of that facility, and they can of course hold concerts there. They can have, you know, additional events there. Uh, but that's money that's generated for the team. It doesn't go directly to the county. Again, that's supposed to be included in their, you know, in their lease payments. Like th- that's a way for the bills to make money off of those lease payments. Again, the bills don't see any revenue from that stuff that happens outside of the facility. So the the tailgating the you know the the atmosphere that you know Bills fans create the the Pagoulas, the county they don't really see revenue from that so I still think even right now after all the reports that the you know if they're just worried about money if they're just worried about revenue or financial impact it shouldn't be in Orchard Park um, but I understand that there's a lot of different factors at play in that conversation. So, I mean, Orchard Park is just as likely as uh, downtown Buffalo, and maybe more likely than downtown Buffalo at this point. uh, Thanks for all the questions this week. You can send in your questions for next week's episode by calling us at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at Rumlings Q and a That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. You can uh, send us text messages or voicemails at 716-508-0405. Facebook and Instagram messages will make their way to me as well using the official Buffalo Rumblings account pages. There are just so many ways to get in touch with the show, and we would love to hear from you, Bill as training camp really gets into full swing all that stuff can be found like i said earlier in the podcast at com. right at the top of the page is all of our training camp uh, content pinned right to the top there so just head on over and click on that uh, if you like our podcast today or any of the buffalo rumblings podcast go tell a friend um, or uh, post it on your social media that uh, you had a great time listening to the buffalo rumblings podcast network go bills
0: Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets.